much for listening. It's Jean here, and welcome to the Fesh Fit Podcast, where we talk about all things strength, conditioning, nutrition, and mindset to help you crush your dancing goals. Today, we are going to be talking strategies to juggle dance, school, work, and other We're going to be talking about how to fit it all in. As a dancer, you have a lot going on in your life. You have all the normal everyday responsibilities like school and, you know, or work, family, and then on top of that, you have dance practice, cross-training, competitions, and performances most of the time as well. I'm going to break down four strategies to help you figure out how to fit it all in. And I'm saying fit it all in, in quotations, because a big part of setting up your day is figuring out what is most important to you and then either rearranging your priorities or letting go of things that aren't truly important to you because you can't possibly cram in every single thing you kind of want to do in life in a single day. But before all of that, I want to tell you guys about the Inner Circle program. You ever see a dancer with crazy power and kicks overhead and wonder how in the world they do that? Let's chat. In order to build power, you need to have a lot of strength. I remember sitting at dance competitions growing up and wondering how can they possibly jump that high or kick that high or look like they're floating across the floor. That involves a lot of core, lower body, hips, feet, etc. strength. Just focusing on more power and focusing on lift isn't going to get you gravity-defying leaps and your kicks all the way up overhead. You need to have the proper training plan in place. That's exactly why I created my online membership program, The Inner Circle. In The Inner Circle, you'll find over 20 courses to help you build the strength, conditioning, flexibility, and technique programs you need to move your dancing to the next level. Plus, there are not only programs to help you with things like power, but also all of the programs um, built in, have built in, turnout, arching, toe height, straight lines, and other Irish dance techniques. Normally, each of these programs costs about $250 each, but you get all of them for $99 a month or less. You can learn more and get a sneak peek inside by going to www.rufeshfit.com. That's A-R-E-Y-O-U-F-E-I-S-F-I-T.com. I should turn that into a jingle. <laughs> okay, anyways, let's get back to our four time management strategies. You ever hear the phrase, strive for balance? Let's talk about balance. When we hear the term balanced life or strive for balance, we often look at balance in the context of a noun, like it's some destination or some perfect formula. And that one day when we do just the right amount of and have this magically blend of work of school, dance, and social life, we will all of a sudden feel at ease and blissful and totally balanced. When in reality, I found striving for a perfectly balanced life limits passion and growth. Balance in life is a verb, not a noun. 
life is a balancing act, not some magical destination we're trying to get to called balance. And in different seasons of life, balancing looks different for everyone. Sometimes balancing may mean living around your school or work schedule and trying to get in a bit of practicing and working out each day while reserving Friday night for family time. Sometimes balancing may mean dealing with a big life change while scheduling a training session first thing in the morning to get it out of the way or fitting in a quick session during your lunch break. Sometimes balancing may mean making training for dance your main focus while you have a break from school or work. In different seasons of life, balancing looks different for everyone. Life is dynamic and full of opportunities to grow and challenging. So instead of aiming for the perfect balance, why not aim for growth in areas that are most important to you? With that said, let's get more into the nitty gritty of things with these four strategies. Strategy number one, write out your values and priorities. Social media has made life weird. <laughs> Before social media, we may have had someone in our class we saw and admired or someone at work and compared ourselves to, but now with social media, it's easy to get into this constant game of comparison. Rather than spending time looking inward and creating a life based on our own values and priorities, we spend our time looking at what others are doing and how our real life compares to their highlight reel on Instagram. If you don't know what's truly important to you, it's going to be really difficult to make decisions about how to best manage your time. If you have a daily schedule in place and something else comes up, you could possibly, you know, do instead. It's going to be challenging to decide what to do in that situation unless you are clear on what your top priorities and values are. What exactly are priorities and values? Priorities are things that give life meaning and purpose. Examples of priorities can be God or, you know, whatever your religion is, um, friends, health, dance, finances, career, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's things that are important to you. Values are standards or ideas we use to evaluate actions, people, things, and or situations. Examples of values include freedom, security, loyalty, intelligence, discipline, connection, creativity, humanity, etc., etc., etc. Values help us shape how we see ourselves, otherwise known as our self-identity. For example, let's say one of your top priorities is health. I know that is one of my top priorities, and if you're listening to a fitness podcast, there's a good chance it's one of yours as well. Because of that, you plan to get up early each day to get in your workout. Let's say you also value discipline. Every morning when your alarm clock goes off, you have the opportunity to vote for honoring your value of discipline or hitting the snooze button and voting against your value of discipline. Every action you take is a vote for or against your values and how you want to shape your self-identity. The more you live in line with your values, the more confident you'll feel with yourself and the stronger sense of identity you'll create. Okay, let me repeat that. Really important. If you want to build confidence, every action you take is a vote for or against your values and how you want to shape your self-identity. So how you view yourself 
is based on how aligned you are with your values. So if you want to create a strong sense of self-identity and you want to be confident in yourself and in your identity, make sure your actions are in line with your values consistently. So what do you do with all this? How do you actually take action on this? What you're going to do is make a list of your top priorities and your top values. Circle your top three priorities and your top three values. Hang this up somewhere or keep it somewhere you can see regularly to remind yourself of what's most important to you. Let's move on to strategy number two and that is time blocking. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely hate the uh, feeling of waking up on a Monday morning knowing I have a ton to do throughout the week and I have no idea how I'm going to get it all in. This is where time blocking helps a ton and I know it can help you guys out too. For time blocking, you'll need a planner or like a phone or online calendar. You can or you can use just a plain old notebook. That works too, if you prefer that. I personally find um, my phone calendar and then a written planner much easier to use. The first part of time blocking is writing out everything you want to accomplish in the week. This could include school, work, family time, homework, cleaning, other life tasks, homework, practicing, training, meal prepping, etc. I think I may have said homework twice, but you know, you have a lot of homework, I guess. <laughs> After you have all your tasks written out, you're going to place them in your planner based on how much time they will take and when you can fit them in. As you place them in, ask yourself, is this necessary? Is this realistic? And then also ask yourself, does it align with my priorities and values? A big mistake I see people make when they first do this is they try to fit in 20 different tasks in a single day. Stick to three bigger tasks each day. Then you'll more than likely have some gaps where you can do smaller things as needed. Or if something comes up unexpectedly, you can still get in your other tasks most of the time. One other mistake new time blockers will often make is ignoring relaxation time. This is a big mistake I made all the time and I still always have to double you know, check in with myself on. Unless you are a robot, you will need some time to rest and recharge. When you put relaxation time into your schedule, it makes it much easier to unplug without that looming guilt of, oh, I should be doing something productive right now because that's not relaxing or productive. Last thing with this, make sure you also give yourself some time to transition in between tasks. Unless you have access to instant teleportation, you need time to commute. If you commute or if you work at home, you need time to actually, you know, go and open your computer and get a glass of water. You need time to eat. You need time to get dressed, etc. So give yourself transition time to avoid running around all day like a chicken with your head cut off or having tasks overlap a ton and then getting to the end of the day and realizing you didn't get done, you know, what you wanted to get done. After you create your time block schedule, treat each task like an appointment. You don't skip your doctor's appointment just because you don't feel like doing it. You get dressed and you show up on time. Treat the tasks that are important to you in your schedule the same way. I wanna emphasize guys, this isn't always going to be perfect, okay? Of course, some tasks will take longer than originally you originally expected them to. 
and that's okay. So you can be flexible as needed, but treat each of your main tasks like they are appointments, okay? Show up for yourself, focus, do the work for yourself. Okay, so that's strategy number two. Strategy number three is habit stacking. This is a method I learned from James Clear's book in the book, um, Atomic Habits to Change Habits. Okay, that was really wordy. <laughs> There's a book I read by James Clear called Atomic Habits, and he talks a lot about this method of habit stacking. And habit stacking, he uses it as a way to help with forming new habits, but I've also found it helps a lot with time management, which I suppose time management is really just a priority prioritization of habits now that I think about it. But anyway, habit stacking is when you identify a current habit you already do each day, then stack a new behavior on top of it. For example, let's say you drink coffee in the morning. Habit stacking could be as soon as you have your cup of coffee, you read for 20 minutes. Or let's say you practice after school each day, and that's already a habit. You could say, as soon as I take my dance shoes off, I'm going to start my fesh fit technique exercises. There are endless ways you can have a stack. These are just a couple of examples. One I use quite often is, as soon as I finish my first work task in the morning, I do a conditioning workout or flexibility workout. Start with one habit first, then you can add on another as soon as your first habit starts to feel, you know, like a bit more automatic. So that's habit stacking. The fourth strategy and final strategy we're going to talk about here is coming up with a minimum time requirement for your top priorities. If you tend to be a perfectionist, any of my perfectionist friends out there, this is a really helpful technique to avoid falling into the all or nothing trap. The all or nothing trap is that little voice in your head that says, if I can't do something perfectly, I might as well not do it at all. Examples of this trap are, if I can't practice for a full hour, I might as well skip practicing altogether. Or, if I don't have the right equipment at the moment for two exercises, I'm not going to do any of the exercises. Or, if I ate one cookie, I already blew it, so I might as well eat the whole box of cookies. There are going to be a lot of days, a lot of days that aren't perfect. More days will be unperfect than are perfect. So that's why it's so important to come up with a plan when things don't go your way. This is where the minimum time requirement strategy comes in. Here's how it works. You are going to pick a minimum amount of time you can commit to your priorities no matter what. Except for like injury and illness, okay? That's not included in this. For example, my minimum movement slash training requirement each day is 10 minutes. That means if I'm having a bad day and I have 5 million things going on, no matter what, I will do 10 minutes of some type of movement. Even if I can't do a full workout, just 10 minutes. This goes for healthy eating too. No matter what happens, I will find a way to at least eat one meal that has vegetables in it. Obviously, I strive for more, and most days consist of more, you know, more working out and more healthy eating, but these are simply safeguards that help you continue moving forward and practicing good habits even when you're not having the best of days. 
So, quick recap on our strategies here. Number one, write out your values and priorities. Number two, time block. Number three, habit stack. And number four, set minimum time requirements for your priorities. Okay, friends, that's all I have for you today. If you like this episode, please take just a second to share it on your Instagram story and tag a friend you think would find it helpful. Also, please leave me a five-star review if you like it. If you don't, you know, leave me a one-star review or, you know, maybe just don't leave a review at all. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, This helps me grow the podcast so I can continue to create more episodes and help grow our strong, amazing, fesh fit community. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.